You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and Chris, you know how it goes, baby. Another day, another home run call correct. That's right. Put it on the board, Dan O'Grady. Put it on the board. Yes, it is another one. For the Joe Pizapia column, Edwin Encarnacion Yard. Uh, Chris, I mean, it's I, I really should just go to Vegas at this point. I don't know why you're not there right now. Like, yeah, I mean, you're really missing out. Complete hot fire. Out of all the Yankees to call to, I mean, it's it, you, you go Yard with Edwin. You know, if you're really crazy, you would have picked Cameron Maben. Um, but let's be serious here. You are just crushing the home run calls. <laughs> that, that lineup is just so filthy. It's just, I was at the Jays game again last night and they just show a couple of highlights and, and then they're just, they're just begging for a hit in Toronto. Like they just can't get a hit. And then they show like Edwin home run and of course, former Blue Jay. And then there's some grumblings behind me and just, oh, Edwin, I can't believe he's a Yankee. Oh, it's gross. We can't even get a hit here. Good for them. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and then what I love is that, you know, they always post our, our clip from every show every yes, afternoon yes. of our home run calls, which is fun. It's a fun little viral thing. It usually gets a couple hundred views and whatnot. And um, what's what's fun about it is always the next day where I can retweet it again and go, are you listening to the On Deck podcast? Because if you are, you're getting all of this. And if you're not, you're missing these things. And I, I don't, you know, Dan says that he's been keeping track of them. Now, I emailed him today. I want to get... I want to get the score since he's been keeping track of them because I got to think it's got to be close to like uh, like 40%, right? Or 50. It's got to be close. As a show, I think we got to be above 50 or close to it. I think so, too. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. We got to be close. We've been going strong now for probably, you know, six weeks calling these shots. And yeah, I, I'd I mean, say honestly, since May 1st, close to... we've been pretty much money. Yeah. You know? I'd say like between the two of us, we probably we probably only have gone like one or like two, maybe three days in a row without getting one. Right. And that's pretty yeah, good. And that's, like if you're getting, if yeah, you're getting I mean, three or four, right. A, re- a week, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. And we're want. getting more like five. Yeah. <laughs> like collectively, like if we get 10 home run calls in a week, we are basically 50% on them. And that's, that's yeah. pretty good. And that means those guys, it's not necessarily those guys don't have bad nights either. They just didn't hit home runs, right? But the specific home run. And yesterday, if you missed it, you go back and listen to the clip. If you think I'm full of crap because I'm not, uh, we I said, you know, Encarnacion. Now that Stanton's back, you got to worry about Stanton in that lineup. You got to worry about all kinds of things. And the, and the guy that's going to fall through the cracks is Encarnacion, and you can't let that happen. This guy is going to take every mistake and just completely bury you. And sure enough, that's what happened there. So that's you just you can't sleep on that Yankee lineup. It's just it's not going to quit. And uh, you got Sanchez, you got Stanton, you're going to get Judge back soon. Encarnacion is going to be just a whole lot of RBI for him. But let's take a, a quick look around yesterday, too, because it wasn't a perfect night. It was a no. good night, uh, but it, it wasn't was perfect. Yeah. It was decent. Jay Happ got the W in that Yankee game we were talking about. So good for him. If he's starting to turn a corner now, his record goes to seven and three. I know the ERA is ugly, Chris, but 
if he can have a second half similar to what he had last year, all of a sudden he becomes a great value as a secondary pitcher on DK. So I think that's a guy to watch. We uh, talked about the Angels and Jays. Skaggs actually was able to get the W there. Uh, I actually, um, you know, Verlander, he got jumped on early by the Reds. Derek Dietrich, 18th home run of the year. Uh, and basically they the Reds were able to hang on. The Astros offense is sputtering a little bit. They need to get those bodies back. So um, what's your take on the Verlander thing? It's unfortunate. He was so expensive. We thought it was decent, depending on what format you were playing on to go with cash. What, how did you feel after the Verlander start? Were you disappointed? Yeah, it was, it was disappointing for sure. You, you wanted something better from him. And and the one thing that we said yesterday and, you know, was in my write-up with TQE is this guy does give up home runs. Like, he's allowed 20 right. now. He's allowed at least one in 14 wow, of his 16 20 starts. Already? 20 bombs. He allowed three yesterday. He oh, allowed no, three, three to start before. <laughs> so it, it's six in his last two outings. And it's not the first time. It wasn't the second time that he's allowed three home runs in an outing. He did it earlier in the year against the Angels, too. So that's 20 and 16 starts, at least one in 14 of 16 outings. So, yes, he's been very dominant. He has 133 strikeouts and 107 innings. His ERA is still only 2.5. He's only walked 20 guys over that span. Like, he's still been dominant Verlander. It's just he does get into trouble here and there with the home runs. And it's just like kind of like Garrett Cole, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Like, these guys have the strikeout potential, but it's not there. So, uh, a little disappointing from that standpoint. You're right about Hap, Skaggs. We talked about these guys as maybe some value, just guys that who could get the win for you up against right. teams. Secondary who, guys, right. Yeah, who, who really struggle against lefties. So we saw that for sure. Jose Ramirez finally with a home run yesterday. That was a big takeaway. Uh, I know. I was going to get to that. Finally, after we <laughs> continued to make fun of him. In fact, we even called him out on the last time he hit a home run, which was, I don't know, May of 2016, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was a long time. That's all I know. Yeah. So, yeah, Jose Ramirez actually got on the board. DeGrom got a W there, beat uh, the Braves. This was this was a tricky one last night. Was I wasn't in one. on it. No. You know, I was I was perfectly fine to let this one go. DeGrom ended up being great. Uh, he was a, a big-time difference maker last night, especially with Verlander not being good or, or being as good as he was hoped, especially at the salary, how much he had to pay for him. Alonzo with his 24th home run. McNeil with a home run in that one, too. So those guys are shaping up to uh, – you know, to really kind of carry that offense going forward. Uh, we talked about uh, the Indians, too. I mean, besides Jose Ramirez, they put up 10 runs there. Willie Calhoun going yard, too. Let's keep in mind that he is back from injury also, so yes, he's got to be back on our radar. Calhoun's got some serious power. That's a guy yeah. to keep an eye on. You mentioned Aloy yesterday. Wouldn't you yep. know it? There he yeah. is. 12th but, home run of the year for Aloy Jimenez. You look up and he's got 12 dingers. That's pretty good here. We're not even at the all-star break, Chris. It is good. And I've watched a lot of his at-bats lately. And he's really, he's got a lot of confidence at the plate now. You, you got to remember these guys need to adjust. We're, we're still seeing like last night, again, at that game, Vlad Guerrero is, he's, he's pressing. And it's, it's tough for some of these young guys. It doesn't really come to them like Kira or Jordan Alvarez. Like it's, it's going to take some time. And we're really seeing it with Jimenez right now, patient at the plate. Has some serious pop, and you're definitely seeing it. So that was encouraging. And back to that Texas game, that's the two guys, right? And I was just like humming and hawing about who to play in this lineup. It's like Jose Ramirez and Rugnet Odor. I know that they're not this bad, and the price discount is there. Low ownership for sure. And like Ramirez, Rodor, Odor went deep as well. So two guys to maybe just keep an eye on that I think will start to trend up. But there were some disappointing, like, we went back to Oakland. That was nice to see 16 runs like that. That was awesome. Like we talked about recency bias with the A's and the Dodgers. Right. Those two stacks were actually really lowly owned despite the line star app liking them. 
and and liking them from a and value we standpoint. Very much back and a yeah, very much. The the big disappointing thing to me yesterday, Joe, was was the Cubs. They just couldn't yeah. get anything done. You mentioned Jimenez getting that home run, but only six hits from the Cubs. They got the run in the first inning with Schwarber. Oh, I thought, here we go. And then that Nova, was they should have. Yeah. I mean, and you know, what's funny. I, I, you know, Rizzo was your call and I thought that was a lock too. And that, I mean, they got to score more runs you know, against Von Nova. That's just, that's pathetic. And it yeah. doesn't bode well for them today going against Giolito as we'll get to that in a second. Kershaw yeah, no, was good again. All. Woodruff was good, but not good enough. Unfortunately, there's so, a couple uh, mistakes. He, that's it. Yeah. He got, he got eaten up in one, two innings basically that were bad. Not, not even bad. Just, you know, just didn't score any runs for you. That doesn't help. Uh, but one more thing too. Yesterday on the show, Jack Flaherty, I said he is a lock on Fanduel for 40 points. Chris, guess how many points you got? <laughs> like 38? 40! <laughs> Man, get to Go Vegas right listen. now. Get lock. to Vegas right now, immediately after the show. 40. Hey, I said he's a lock for 40 points. And yeah. he was a lock for 40 points. That's how we roll here on, on deck. And uh, look, you know, we weren't perfect yesterday. I would give us a B plus, you know, B plus yesterday. It wasn't an A. It was an A. What do you think about uh, Jordan Yamamoto now that you uh, know, that's another one? Two, well, that's two straight starts for him. We said we needed to see it again four days later against the exact team, the same team he played. And he did the ex- basically the exact same thing, Joe. He had yeah. seven innings, seven K, only two hits. Well, I wonder about his ability to get W's consistently, obviously, yeah, with that course. kind of a lineup. But yeah. Uh, yeah, or I'm buying in as a secondary pitcher now for sure. I mean, yeah. he ain't a standalone yet. He ain't going to be that one guy I roll out, not, not even no. close yet. That's but I, 14 I, innings now yeah. against the cards where he's only allowed five hits and no runs. Yeah. Cardinals got to do some uh, soul searching here too. They yeah, got to they figure out some things. They're starting to look old. There's a couple teams, the Cardinals I've noticed. And how about the Brewers away from Milwaukee? Like I mentioned how I wasn't, you know, that series over the weekend against San Fran, the bats were kind of cold. The bats have been cold in these two games against the Padres too. So we've kind of said that before, but they're a different team away from Milwaukee. Agreed. All right. That was yesterday. Today's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get after it. And we've got some day games today, including uh, the take three on Patrick Corbin <laughs> trying to get a start. Yes. Uh, this is uh, again, it got uh, <laughs> play got uh, bumped yesterday again. So Patrick Corbin for the third straight day did not pitch, but he is going to be taking on Eflin. It looks like in the day game because we're waiting to find out news about Scherzer, which I don't know if he's going to pitch. I would be very surprised if he does. And if he does at the price tag, we'll get to that later. But in case you missed out on this news during BP, which pitchers shouldn't be taking BP anymore. He was trying to bunt and the ball hit him in the face. And now he broke his nose apparently. And I don't know. It's a big mess. All I know is that universal DH needs to happen soon before these guys all kill themselves because they don't know what a bat is. (sighs) All right. Garrett Cole. Tony Scherzer. God, I mean, God, you know, and I just acquired him in our home league last week. Oh. I'm like, great, great. Yeah, that's what I need. I need him to miss a start this week. Crucial here. Crucial start. Oh, anyway, Garrett Cole is at 12K on FanDuel. Super expensive. Corbin's 9-4. Uh, you got Blake Snell at 9-8. So obviously, Snell against the Yankees is your big time fade, you would think, uh, for this day game cash late because that's a significant discount. I love Garrett Cole and all. But I don't know, man. I I can't get there when Blake Snell is 9-8. I think I'll take Snell, even though it's on the road, even though it's in Yankee Stadium. What do you think, Chris? 
Yeah, I mean, it's the ultimate contrarian move. We talked about that with DeGrom. Like, if you're a multiplayer, if you're going in these tournaments and, you know, you're putting together five or six lineups, you'd be silly, you know, to fade every top pitcher. Like, if you took a shot on DeGrom against the hottest offense in baseball yesterday, the Braves, you got 10K and a W, and you got and you were on your way. You do the same thing with Blake Snell tonight. I mean, it's tough for any lefty to go through this lineup, but he certainly has the potential, and he's going to be – low ownership for sure the guys are going to go to the top with with Garrett Cole and Cincy they're they're going to try to forget about you know last night with Verlander and the fact that Cole does you know he's allowed 15 home runs himself but um well a lot of those big strikeout pitchers tend to do that you know even back in the day some of those guys like you know like it's funny we're just talking about chilling Scherzer's the same way you know that that's the same kind of guys those you know they they don't mind giving up the home run because they battle, they throw strikes, and that's what exactly. makes them great, and that's fine. Uh, now, the trick is finding the secondary pitcher because when you're on DK today, um, you've got Garrett Cole at 11-4, you got Blake Snell at 9-5, you got Eflin at 9-1, who's more expensive than Corbin at 8-2, which is a little fascinating to me there when you're looking at this. Uh, and then you got Matt Strom at 6-9 against Zach Davies. Now, I'm not big on Strom, but, but I think there's big opportunity here for him as a secondary pitcher on DK today. I like this matchup. We talked about Milwaukee kind of struggling offensively, uh, and I'd rather throw the lefty at them than the right-handed pitcher. I actually think Strom is very much in play today. Do you think I'm nuts or what? No, I don't think you're nuts, actually. I was I was listening to that Brewers broadcast. I needed them last night to complete a parlay, so I was really tuned in uh, to watch <laughs> Milwaukee. And you know what? The broadcast was just really all over them. They had gone 18 straight ga- innings, 18 straight games, 18 straight innings without a run and they had faced a few lefties in a row right it was Lucchese last night it was a rookie Logan on the hill and then today is another one in Strom so not only are they struggling on the road they've all of a sudden have struggled against lefties Mike Moustakis left that game yesterday not sure if he's going to be able to play we know like the struggles of Travis Shaw and Jesus Aguilar if he gets into the lineup Eric Thames is is you know not an automatic out but he's 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 got some strikeouts in his bat as well and then there's Ryan Braun who's really just struggling so I think there's an opportunity, absolutely. I think maybe you can go Strom or Snell, or you can go Strom and Cole. I really do like Patrick Corbin <laughs> for the third straight day. I'm going to say the same thing. If there's no real Muto and there's no Jay Bruce, which they weren't in the lineup yesterday or the day before, like when that right, lineup was got released. The, you got the double header today, so I don't know which game they're going to start them yeah, in. Yeah, and I'm not feeling that Phillies lineup with Hernandez and Rodriguez and Kingery and then you know whoever's going to get in there and replace Ramuto is whether it's Andrews or not like it's so no, I think there's here. opportunity for Corbin uh, I think especially you know, on DK so like significant him. discount there yes eight two is eight, value yeah eight, eight two is a big value for Corbin and I know he wasn't good his last start but I can't even remember his last start it's been so damn long because he was getting bumped every day now the question is where we're we going for offense I know it's gonna sound boring but I'm just gonna keep going back to Oakland I mean yeah, you got to. Like against the Orioles, I'm going to keep going there. I I I don't uh, you're getting a little bit of discount with Austin Meadows today, but against the lefty lefty matchup, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Um it's it's kind of tricky here offensively because the Astros lineup is not thrilling to me. I don't want to get involved with the Reds. So really, I mean, I guess it comes down to if you think that Eflin's going to get beat up on a little bit, which I mean, Eflin's been pretty decent this year. So I I don't He has been I don't know. I think you're just going to have to take a shot. I think the safe play is Oakland. It's the chalky one. I think if you're going to go with Corbin, you might as well just believe all the way. And you might as well go with the Turners and Sotos of the world and try to figure that out. I think that's probably the best bet. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bullpen game for, for the Orioles. I mean, Yacobonis, is, he doesn't have a start, so he's going to come in there and go one inning or so, maybe, and then they're going to turn things over to Josh Rogers, who, you know, has just not been good either. This guy I'll doesn't have what. a start either, so. I'm going to take it back. You know where I'm going? I'm going with San Diego as the secondary one. Against That's, Davies? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go well. with. Well, because you look, especially on FanDuel, Machado 3-3, Renfro 3-3, Fran Mill 2-8. I mean. It's, that's pretty that's, good. It's silly. And, and so on FanDuel, you could actually go Oakland and San Diego and then be able to have a Cole or be able to have a Snell. It's, you can go You could definitely or. do a Snell. You could do yeah. a Snell and find a couple of you know, cheap utility kind of guys on the FanDuel side. That's, that, that's definitely doable there. But, I mean, I don't think you can get to Cole with it, but you could definitely get to Snell at 9-8. That's not hard at all. I've already played around with that. That's, that's an easy one. All right, let's move over. It's 640. You got the Royals against the uh, Mariners again. By the way, uh, also on the show yesterday, I believe I said, go down the Solaire window one more time. And yeah. uh, he went uh, yard again. And uh, what Merrifield, what a huge yeah. day with him. And two homers yeah. as well. Those are the two guys. Funny, those are the, the two world. guys we pointed yeah. out, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Chris? Yeah. yeah, well, it, yeah good. <laughs> really, it really was a good day for sure. I feel, like, I feel like Ric Flair today. I'm just feeling it, man. <laughs> Buddy, get to Vegas. Woo all over the place today. My oh, and goodness. also in that game yesterday, J.P. Crawford was decent. You know, we kind of talked about, hey, some of these guys like J.P. Crawford is 2-6, hitting the two-hole. He's going to be able to get on base and just make some points happen. And he did. He made some points happen. That's all I care about. Yeah, give me can the he points. Get on, can he make some points? And he's another one of these lineup builder guys. I don't want to spend too much time on this game, but until the price changes, Jorge Soler at 3-3 against lefties is still another very lefty. good. Yeah, both yeah. of them. Merrifield and, yeah. and Soler. I would, go bo- I would go back to both of them again today at tournament shots. All right, let's move on. Jake Arrieta against question mark because we're not sure if Scherzer's going to go or not. I guess the question is, if Scherzer goes at the cost he is, which is high, it was like $11,000 range and up, do you want to go that route? I mean, because I imagine it's going to be tough breathing-wise. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to bother. I don't, I don't think, think I want either. to. There's I don't something think about. There's something about that whole thing. Well, can't you read the headline tomorrow? Max Scherzer goes out with broken nose, throws no hitter against Phillies. Like, you of know, course. it's like, oh, there's just something about it where I feel, oh, God, I really want a piece of it tonight. But And again, if you're a go. multiplayer like in cash, fade him. But if you're like, somebody yeah, who likes to put together, put together like a couple lineups and tournaments, yeah, and go if against he the tonight, pitchers, He might be the one of the best potential assets to have in tournaments. Yeah. Because I think the ownership is going to be super low. Just people just don't want to get involved in it. Right. Listen, and, we've talked so many times Joe, about being cute, but it's not being cute when you're playing a stud pitcher. Like it wouldn't be cute to roll out. Especially the against a slap nut offense like the Phillies. Or Scherzer. Yeah, it's that's that's just not getting about cute. about how the Phillies have nobody anyway. Right. I mean, wh- it, why not? Yeah, it, it's getting cute to roll out a guy like Aaron Sanchez or something against the Angels. Not a Scherzer against, you know, a, a team like the Phillies who are struggling and they're missing some guys in their lineup. So like... Yeah, if he's going to pitch, I think, you know, I, I thought I saw a report Austin Voth is going to get the call um, and make a start. He he hasn't started yet for the Nationals this year. He started a couple games for them last year. His, actually, his AAA monitors are okay. Numbers are okay, like for strikeouts, but I wouldn't even go there. But I just, that's the feeling I have is that Scherzer's probably not going to go. But if he does, maybe a share in a tournament. Okay, I'm fine with that. Jordan Zimmerman against Trevor Williams. This one's in Pittsburgh. Uh, Brian Reynolds was a little disappointing last night. Josh Bell wasn't though. He went yards. It was good to see him getting back in it. Uh, like uh, it's hard not to like Bell and Reynolds again tonight against Jordan Zimmerman, making I believe this is his first start back, right? Because yeah, it is since time, April. Right? Yeah, man, his game log is not pretty. He's no, it's allowed, not. His last four four games, he's allowed nineteen runs, 
And yeah. So yeah. six homers. So that means Gregory Polanco at 2.9 on FanDuel. That so. means Josh Bell at 4.3. And that means Brian Reynolds at 3.2. I know they're not in a row, but I don't care. I just yeah. I, I want to take the best cheap pieces. And that look, that worked for us with Kansas City all week. So why wouldn't it work with Pittsburgh? I'm just yeah. saying. No, just agreed. Saying. And this is Trevor uh, Williams' first start in a while. Usually I don't mind him from like a value-based standpoint. Yeah, uh, there's, there's nothing there. No there's nothing there. No, there's nothing there. All right. There. Now, this one I'm a little worried about. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Andrew Heaney is a trap tonight at 8-6. He's, he's only gotten out of the fifth inning one time so far since he's been back. I love Heaney. The strikeouts are there. I know the Jays have struggled at times. However, I don't know, man. On the road, I'm, I'm just a little concerned there. This is a very right-handed middle of the order mm. for the Blue Jays with Vlad and, and Gurriel and Grichuk and, and Teoscar Hernandez. I don't know, man. I'm... Sell me on it. Are you are you in this tonight? At, I don't, I, I don't mind it. Tournament arm? I don't mind it. It's the same. Maybe not on Fanduel as as your one pitcher, but on DraftKings, I, I I really don't mind it. It's the same thing. You know, I was again at that game yesterday, watching this Jays team just struggle at the plate. They really, they obviously a league low in average and, and top five strikeout rate, and and Haney's got more potential than Skaggs, and really they just couldn't touch Skaggs last night, and it was just the one guy is Gurriel took him deep and. And that was basically it. Nobody was even getting on base. Like, there's just not a lot of guys in this lineup that are scary. So I think, you know, Haney can go in there and rack up five or six K and do enough to get the W. So I actually don't mind it. Like, I understand you, you maybe want to fade on, on the board here. I but like it, you know, looking at some of these DK pitchers. At eight five. I think at yeah. DK at A5 is my number two. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't like it as my standalone tournament on a fan duel because I, I, I think you look at it tonight and that's where I'll, I think there's going to be a lot of ownership on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad idea. I just think it's got more di- more of a trap to it than a positive tonight. That's just maybe it's a gut instinct. I don't know. This is, you know, just looking at the way, because I feel like every now and then when we do this to Toronto, they put up 10, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We're all just like, what happened? Randomly. And they've done it to us a couple of <laughs> times. Yeah. They have, yeah. It's, it's you know, I think, you know, so even the sun shines on the <laughs> right on dog's ass some days, right? I don't know. There's something <laughs> like that. There's some sort of expression. Right, something uh, like a broken that, clock yeah. is right twice a day. Is that it? I don't. Know. I think that's it. Yeah, that's that's correct. Something I mean, this will like be that. his easiest task for for Haney. I mean, of the season. So I, I I predict a W and maybe five or six K, maybe a solo shot because he has given up six. Do you like him enough as a standalone guy? I don't. Or no, 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 no. Okay. I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's no. my problem. And yeah. DK, I'm fine. I think the price is right as a number two guy. It got no issue whatsoever. All right, let's let's move over to uh, the Mets and. Atlanta Braves here, two lefties, Steven Matz and Max Freed. Matz is 7-8, Freed is 6-8. Uh, look, McNeil continues to be a good value at the top of that order. McNeil and Alonzo are the guys you want. I actually owned shares of Cano yesterday because he was super cheap as utility, and that worked out well. Uh, Cano still puts 2.9. So, you know, the Mets with Cano is a little bit different of a lineup for me, It's a, and especially with McNeil back and healthy too. Those are some pieces where all of a sudden the first four bats there are, are actually pretty formidable. Um, look, Atlanta ran up against DeGrom last night, but they've been red hot. I, how do you take this one? Because I know we usually like Albies more against the the right-handed pitcher, so I'm going to pass on Albies tonight. But you're going to go uh, dance with Acuna again and get him back in this lineup against Matt? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I wonder if everybody will shy away from Milan after yesterday. I, I, I mean, I won't. It was DeGrom, but Matt's has been pretty good this season. 
Um, you know, right-handed bats have really kind of hit him around. I mean, 11 of the 13 home runs he's allowed, a 442 slugging, a 308 Woba. So I'm going to I'm gonna have some shares of Acuna. I actually don't mind Albies, but he's gotten to the point now on DraftKings where it's like a lot of these guys have. So if I'm going to spend, you know, five, you know, I'm looking at this lineup, and if I'm playing on DraftKings and, I, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to spend five. Well, you got to pass. Riley's 5-4. Right. I mean, Freeman's 5-5. 5-5, 5-5. They're both Acuna nah, and Freeman 5-5. Five, five. It is. It is. It's it's almost to the point where you have to fade these guys. Like, we're talking about Austin Meadows. Like, I'm not going to spend 5-8, he's, he's on obviously on a cold streak right now. So, But, again, I think there's I think there's some value to be had if you're playing over on FanDuel. I mean, it, like. Riley at three eight is not awful. Donaldson at three four is not awful. Marquez, I know it's a lefty there, but he's he's had a good track record against lefties. So I feel like there could be some runs scored in this game with with both guys. Uh, I, I agree with you. Cano getting into that lineup really, you know, it helps everybody. Obviously, Alonzo at the top, Conforto be right behind him. Um, I like Frazier. So I think there's going to be a, a few runs. I'm not interested in any pitcher from this from right. this matchup. I can't. Get I agree. All right. Lucas Giolito, 11-2 on FanDuel against John Lester, 7-5. Huge gap in price between these two guys. Now, Lester's been great at home all year. I wonder if that's going to get some contrarian love. I personally would not. I think Giolito's that guy. If you can't hit Ivan Nova, you're out of luck with Giolito because he's been that good. So I'm okay with paying the price in cash for Giolito tonight. I'm fine with paying up for it. Uh, On the DraftKings side, in terms of the difference in price, Giolito's basically the same. He's 11-3. Lester's basically the same, 7-4. So not a whole lot of change there with these two guys. So uh, um, for me, I, I think it's Aloy, and I think it's Giolito, and I leave the rest alone. That's personally my take from this game. How about you? Yeah, I think you'd be silly to ignore Aloy. Like, he's just on a heck of a run. And, you know, he was three forever on DraftKings, and he's still, you know, he's still a value there today. And on FanDuel, he's 3-1. So I, I would get involved there, maybe even have a share of Jose Abreu. I know that Lester's been a lot better at home, but, he can get himself into some trouble. So I, I think the the three, the five hitters in this lineup are pretty solid. And I'm with you on Giolito. I, I, I'm i still a little skeptical. I don't know what it is about playing him in cash, but, I mean, the numbers speak for itself. He's been very, very dominant, so I have no problem play, paying up for that price. I think I think in cash, it's it's a good one tonight. Now, now, ironically, there's one I like better that's a little bit cheaper tonight. We'll get to him in a little bit, so that's a little bit of a tease there. You got Adam Plutko against Joe Palumbo. Plutko, Palumbo, how you doing? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Colombo. It's <laughs> like a look. <laughs> I love all these guys. Now uh, we'll see when this order comes out eventually if Calhoun is is in there or not. Uh, but uh, I look, imagine he will be. Cal- I imagine he will be too. And in terms of pricing, there, I mean, it's hard not to like the the power uh, against Plutko tonight. Uh, he's thirty two hundred on Fanduel, so if he's in that lineup, that's another one of these lineup builder guys, the low threes that we like to talk about. Uh, here um so i would be all over that you got mazara at three one estrubo cabrera at three some really nicely priced texas rangers bats against plucko at home in texas i like that side of it i know it's great that jose ramirez went yard but him from the right side today i don't like it as much against palumbo what are your thoughts yeah he's really struggled against lefties i think we mentioned that really last week yeah he, <laughs> i know he, it was joe palumbo but he's really strong <laughs> yeah he he has um maybe there's something there i still like the price enough to jump on in the tournament actually but you're right there's it's probably not the best time like if you're thinking cash jose ramirez it's, it's you probably shouldn't uh we need to see a little bit more from him against a lefty but 
I mean, there's some value again with Texas, you know, I think against Buck though, I think you can go Odor. I think, you know, Mazzara got back in the lineup. I like that. I like Chu. So those are the three guys that I would have some exposure to. And I think there's going to be some runs. It's one of the highest totals on the slate here tonight uh, at 10. So I, I would jump on it. I'd get, I'd get all over some runs in this, in this game for sure. And I think I would attack some, attack some righties against Buck though. And, it's Palumbo. <laughs> I think you can get involved as yeah, well. I, I, I think you take the over in this game personally. Yeah. You know, I don't I love Ramirez, nice. but Lindor is definitely a, a force to be reckoned with. And I think I want the Texas side just because it's priced so damn well. It really is. It's just priced well. And I think they'll get into that bullpen too. Eduardo Rodriguez, 8.4 on FanDuel against Kyle Gibson. Now here's where you're in that secondary pitcher market. This is an important one here because we got to make a choice over on fan on DK. Rodriguez is just 7.5 coming off a decent start against Baltimore, which we talked about, which we wanted, which we owned him and we did well. Now he's going against the twins on the road. Kyle Gibson, 8.8. You know, this is, this is a tough one for me. I think if you're going to Giolito, I can stand Eduardo Rodriguez. Maybe we are seeing the twins slow down a little bit after just a, you know, this is just baseball as a game of streaks, right? They were just unconscious for a month. It's going to come back to earth a little bit. It's a tough one. I think you kind of have to plant the flag and say, yep, I'm going to buy into Eduardo because he's so cheap as a secondary pitcher. I don't like either of these guys as standalone tournament arms personally. Do you want to make a case for Kyle Gibson tonight? I'm going to make a case for Eduardo just because he's so cheap. Yeah, I understand that. I, I, um, I'm going to shy away from both pitchers. I think there's going to be some runs. I, I, the twins, you're right. They're, they're in a little bit of a funk, but overall, the the best average, the best WOBA against lefties, they don't strike out a ton, 29th in, in baseball, um, you know, against lefties as well. So there's there's an opportunity there for them to to make 26, rather, 20% of the time. They, they moved a little bit with Price on the Hill yesterday. So there's an opportunity for, I think, to get on some twins. I'm going to like Cruz. I'm going to like Crone against the lefty. I'm not sold on Eduardo. I, he's I, what we said about him all year. He's a tournament arm. Yeah, he's not a cash. He's not a standalone guy. If you want to roll him out as a, a second option in DK, I totally understand it. I, I get the strikeout upside. It's it's completely there. Uh, but I'm going to side with the Twins against the lefty. I think there's going to be an opportunity there. And I think I've seen a kind of a slight dip in price because of the last couple of weeks. It's or a couple of days. It's amazing, actually, to see like Vandals adjusting when usually they're Vandals just kind adjusting. of snoozing. But not snoozing DK. a little bit. No, DK, it's tough. So Garver's 5-1. Cruz is 4-9. It's, you know, it's funny. Eddie Rosario against the lefty is 4-2, which is yeah, interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> so it's tough to, there's, you're not going to find any value on DK, um, but it's, but it's there. There's some tournament appeal, I think, you know, with the twins lineup. I agree. I agree. I think if you pick the right side of this one, it's going to win you some money in multi-entry tonight. But I yeah. think you have to have both sides of it in order to win. So you gotta you gotta know what kind of player you are. Are you somebody who's gonna play, you know, uh, multi-entry, you know, throw five ten dollar entries into one of the big boys or something like that? That's fine. Uh Daniel Ponce de Leon and the Cardinals will attempt to find some offense and discover some offense. You see what I did there? I made a I made an explorer <laughs> joke. You like that? I, I did like that. Yeah, that's a dad top joke notch. for you. That's, that's top-notch explorer dad joke for you. That's Trevor a, Richards on the other side joke. of this one, seven-one on DK. Daily owns seven-eight over on the FanDuel side. Seven-nine uh, for Richards, six-five for Ponce de Leon. Uh, I don't know. I just the Cardinals right now. I talked about at the top of the show. I'm not interested. They, they just they're just not exciting to me. I still like Howard Ramirez as a good hitter at three-one. He's another one of those one-offs. But I pass on this game completely. How about you? Yeah, until we see the Cardinals get going, there's. I, I can't get behind them either. I mean, Goldschmidt is the one that stands out as a value, but 
it's it's not a cash play it's it's some it's a tournament play it's a cheap punt it's crazy to even say that but I mean I see him at three five and I just know that he's better than that price but right now this Cardinals lineup is quiet you're right they need a spark and he's a fade the whole the whole right here he is this is my guy tonight this is your guy in this matchup that's right at home against the Rockies Against John Gray, I love Granky tonight. He's been a walking quality start basically all year. Yeah, except for the first two, first two Rocky outings, he's been dominant ever since. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, not and not Colorado Rocky outings. I just want to point right. that out. No, misspeak. No, no second dad joke there. It was just a <laughs> euphemism he was using. But, but seriously, I mean, he had that one outing in the very beginning of the year it was trash, and then he had one other one somewhere else. Other than that, walking quality start, and I feel like that's the difference. Because Zach Greinke is going to outlast John Gray. He's going to go into 100%. the sixth, seventh inning, and that's what you need. He's going to come away with a W. This is another guy I think is a lock for 40 points tonight. Uh, yeah, I know Arenado went yard yesterday. I know Dahl's been red hot, but it's in Arizona. It's not in Colorado. Um, I just, you know, I look at the bottom half of that lineup with Colorado. I think there's a lot of outs. Greinke will be able to maneuver through. And I think this offense, especially Peralta at 3-5 tonight, uh, maybe even Ketel Marte at 4, it's pushing it a little bit for me, but... I do like him from the left side of the plate more. So for me, I'm all in on Granky tonight. He is my favorite value in terms of uh, cash game pitchers. Yeah, it's this one and the next one uh, that we'll get to. Those are the two, yeah. the two values. I mean, the Line Star app actually, you know, in terms of value and projection, just looking at projection, it's Giolito, it's Rich Hill, it's Haney, and it's Granky, and they're all separated by just you know a point or two. So I 100% can get behind Granky. He's got a 2.48 ERA over 40 home innings. So he's been very, very dominant there. And he's been very dominant on the road, 2.78 ERA. So the consistency is there. Like you said, there's an opportunity here for W. He's He definitely has the upper hand against John Gray. And I want to get involved with some Diamondbacks as well. David Peralta, I think, is a great play. We talked about him yesterday being a free square. It didn't work out, but he's 3-5. I think you jump on that. I like Eduardo at Escobar as well at 3-9. And I will get inv- involved in with Kettle Marte. I think those are the three guys that I want yeah. up against John Gray. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, last one is you touched on Drew Pomeranz at seven against uh, Rich Hill at nine six on FanDuel. So he's two hundred dollars more. So if you're doing multi entry stuff and you want to have some Rich Hill in one and some uh, Zach Grank in the other, that's fine. Over on DK, much more expensive, ten three for him over on that. I think it's worth paying for. I'm fine with it. We always mention though, San Fran, not a huge strikeout team. That's the only downside of it. But in terms of value, Kiki, Justin Turner at the top of this order, Chris Taylor as well. Uh, all those guys are very affordable on both DraftKings and FanDuel. So I think if you're looking for some one-offs in this against Pomerantz, you take those cheap right-handed bats, and I think you roll with those guys. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, I don't think so either. I mean, if Hill can just do what Kershaw did yesterday, seven seven scoreless, 6K, three hits. I mean, we talked about Kershaw, and you know he hasn't reached double-digit strikeouts yet in, in an outing. I mean, Rich Hill has at least done that. He has a, a bit more strikeout upside than Clayton Kershaw. That's just... You know, welcome to 2019. But for Rich Hill, I think <laughs> it's is it's it's a good spot for him at home against San Fran. You know, the Dodgers are are heavy, heavy home favorites. In fact, just looking on the board quickly, they're the biggest home favorites at minus two fifty, and it's not even close. Um well Oakland is earlier at minus two seventy. But in the late slate, well, from let, 7 let's PM stick on, on it's give Dodgers. me give me all your betting lines, what you're looking for tonight, since we're kind of already in that discussion. 
Yeah, so well, Dodgers will just continue with them. Um, I think you can get on board with Arizona at home as well with with Zach Granke on the hill. I think there's going to be some runs scored in that Texas and Cleveland game like we talked about, I so I would take the over there at 10. I like the Angels again on the road to make it three in a row, minus 172. I'm going to shy away from that Mets and that Atlanta game. If I had to pick a side, I would lean with the Braves, but I will shy away from it um, from a betting standpoint. I think I just want to get you know, run away from that matchup. I like Houston on the road with Garrett Cole, Oakland. I think he can take them by two to get some value there as well. And, um, you know, that'll wrap it up. I mean, maybe the under in the Chicago game with Giolito and Lester. I think you can get involved. In that. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. That that's an yeah. interesting one. If Lester does perform up to his normal home expectations, that's a sneaky one there. You're sneaky meanie today. Ooh, sneaky meanie. Yeah, really All sneaky. right, here we go. Here, Here we, we go, go, baby. Drum it's roll. That time. It's that time baby. again in the show. We are red hot. We are on fire. Don't oh, get too man. close to the speakers because you might get burned. It's time <laughs> to call our shot. Right again yesterday, Edwin Encarnacion. Right again the day before with Otani. I'm riding the three-game streak. Actually, was I right on the weekend, too? Did Sanchez go? Yeah. Did San- Gary Sanchez go here on the weekend? I, I don't think so. Don't think and that's did. the one but thing Nelson about Cruz picking a catcher on, on the Friday. weekend. Yes. And that's, that's the one thing about we should keep yeah. in mind, maybe picking a catcher on the weekend. Not that we do that too often. I Sanchez is your typical catcher. It, well, I was hoping. Remember, I said I hope he DHs. But regardless, the streak is a two in a row. Going to try to make it three for tonight. And I'm going with Josh Bell in Pittsburgh against Jordan Zimmerman. I think I can one. lock this one up. Ring the bell, baby. Josh is going into the river tonight. Where are you going for your home run, Mr. Meany? And that wouldn't be the first or the second time Josh Bell has gone into the river this year. I mean, what a season from him. I am going to head to Minnesota and pick on Erod just slightly. He's given up some bombs, so I'm going to go with Nelson Cruz. He has a good track record against left-handed pitching. So let's go, Cruz. Let's go, Bell. I like it. I like it. There we go. So make sure you are subscribing do on deck right here because if you're not you're missing out on some great mlb dfs content some great baseball content and some laughs too i mean we're a fun daily podcast we give you a half hour or so of good information a good baseball talk hopefully we'll be doing it during football season as well and while you're preparing for football go out and get your fantasy football black book 2019 edition out on amazon and itunes you get the paperback on amazon you get kindle You can get the Apple version, whatever you want. We got it for you and make sure you are downloading and using that line star app. I'm telling you, you put the podcast, you put the app together, you put them all, you add them all in together. And what you have is some glorious DFS winnings. That's what it's all about here. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Meany. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS 17. And of course, follow the line star app and line star MLB. That'll do it for me. And Chris, there's only one thing left to do. And that's step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.